Change is in an instant. And strange is just on the other side of boring. Everywhere we go, the abnormal slumbers. And whether you're living in the city, relaxing in the country, or traveling the stars, rest assured, friends and others, you're living in the Waffle Timeline. left off, our friend Tyler was in a bit of a pickle. Being impaled on a sword can't be good for one's complexion. But death doesn't seem to be the end here, only the beginning of a larger game. Tyler's gonna have to figure out his place in this new world, or get burned up in the fires of rebellion. Death and rebirth, that is the cycle. And if you're listening, it looks like you're ready to see how this ends too. Tyler sighed as he marched down a long, narrow hallway. The line of robed individuals that he was in never looked away from the target in front of them. The dark hall seemed to go on forever, finally breaking into a brightly lit arena. One by one, the figures stepped into the arena after each name was called. Harold Brickley. From the darkness behind him, Stacy's face came into view. This isn't that hard, T. You just wait for them to call your name, and you pretend like you want to be here. But I do want to be here. She pulled a pack of cigarettes out of her pocket, lighting one for herself and offering one to Tyler. Then I guess that makes one of us. Gretchen Butler. You serious right now? Look, it's all downhill after today. Smoke wafted its way in front of her as she took two long drags of her cigarette. People are going to expect things from you now and be mad when you don't live up to their high standards. Thomas Carroll, you shouldn't be smoking that. Tyler backed away from the haze forming in front of him, readjusting his robe and preparing for his name to be called. I already have cancer. She took another long drag and dropped the butt on the floor. Quitting now isn't going to magically unscrew my life, T. Tyler Carrington. The cigarette sparked twice before Tyler stumped it out. It could help. You could go to the chemo sessions. You could stick to the diet. You could try. Oh, I'm guessing it's supposed to be that simple. I'm just supposed to believe all the things these doctors tell me. Believing every word they say until eventually I'm let down when it turns out to be nothing but lies. And I drift off into the abyss. Tyler Carrington. So you're choosing not to try at all. You're going to spiral downhill and take all of us with you because that's so much easier. Oh, I get it. You just care about yourself. A laugh erupted from her as she started for the back of the line. You think this is easy. That's not what I'm trying to say. You've resigned yourself to death. You're 18. Yes, Life is going to suck. The expectations alone might crush us, but not trying at all? Are you kidding me? I'm not saying doing nothing is easy. I'm saying trying is hard, and 
that for someone who likes to call me a coward at every opportunity, you sure are looking chicken shit. Mr. Carrington has an answer for everything. No surprise there. She turned away from him, throwing off her cap and gown. Have fun at the list reading. Tyler Carrington. If Tyler had a defiant bone in his body, he would have left his place in line, ditched his ropes, and followed her wherever she went. Leaving the conversation like this wasn't ideal, but convention can be its own prison. Making his choice, he straightened his robes one more time and walked outwards to the field. Tyler felt himself moving forward, but he didn't seem to be making any progress. The hallway he was in extended on forever with every step he took. His measured walk morphed into a slight jog before it completed its transformation into a full sprint. He felt like someone was following him. He scanned the darkness, but he could not find relief of any kind. For a moment, everything felt calm. He stopped running and bent over to catch his breath. As soon as he stood back up, a figure leaped from the shadows and grabbed him. He wrestled with the unseen force but it felt like the entire room was coming down upon him. For how chaotic the situation was, it was oddly calming. He felt like the darkness wanted him to submit to it. And for a moment, he did. Then, he thought about how disappointed Stacy would be at his weakness, his cowardice, and he fought harder. He forced himself into a kneel, then a stand, and after another moment, the force was gone. Tyler blinked several times before finding himself in the lobby of an office building. He looked around aimlessly at the vast room in front of him. It seemed like one of those boring skyscrapers that he would pass all the time on his way to work. He turned around to find the hallway he was in replaced with a bustling street. Reaching his hand out for the door, he was stopped short by a sweet voice. Tyler Carrington? He slowly turned back to the office space. A receptionist sat at the desk, typing on the computer with the phone to her ear. Over here, Mr. Carrington. He walked over slowly before stopping in front of her desk. Do you know where I am? Yes. Okay. Okay what? Where am I? You're going down the hall. Tyler raised his hand in objection. Down the hall, Mr. Carrington. He's waiting. He gave the front door one last glance before following her directions. All the usual motivational posters were on the walls. A cat on a wire with the words, hang in there, plastered across the bottom seemed to repeat itself multiple times. There was also an iceberg with the phrase, more than meets the eye. He was pretty sure they ripped that off of Transformers. He made his way down the hall until he walked into the only open office door. Hello, he called out. A man appeared in the office. Tyler Carrington, I've been looking everywhere for you. Excuse me? Yes. I have to give you the speech, and you took your sweet time getting here. The man produced a cup of coffee from his jacket pocket. Don't worry about sitting down. This won't take long. Um, okay. The man took a sip from his cup. Here's the skinny. You're dead. You did something incredibly stupid. And now you're here. The confused look on Tyler's face was replaced with one of annoyance. Don't you mean brave? I know what I said. Look, congratulations. You had your hero moment. You saved them. But see where that got you. In the end, do you think it was worth it? 
Tyler took a second to actually look around the room he was in. Seemed like a pretty normal office for a mid-level manager at some sort of accounting firm. He had been in buildings like this numerous times. In these situations, someone is normally selling something they don't believe in to someone who didn't really need it. He wondered what he was being sold now. You're going to deliver a message to the Black King for me. In exchange, you wake up at home without any memories of this place. Ah, he was selling hope. So let me get this straight. You want me to deliver a message to a king for you? Simple as that. He produced a black letter and held it towards him. Tyler eyed the envelope. If this is so simple, then why don't you do it? It is my quest to give and yours to take. Simple as that. In that case, I think I'll pass. A chill filled the air. The floor he stood on grew soft. He tried to move his legs, but they were stuck in place. Yes or no? The man said as he put the envelope in Tyler's pants pocket and walked out of the office. Open it when you make your choice. He fought it for as long as he could. Then he blacked out as the floor swallowed him whole. Tyler jerked upright and grabbed his chest. It was at that moment that he remembered his battle with the brute. He was expecting himself to have a gaping hole, but nothing was there. He took a moment to catch his breath before the door to the room he was in swung open. In stepped Stacy, cigarette in hand and a devious grin in place. Seriously? Tyler eyed the cancer stick with disgust. What? It's not like he can kill me a second time. She sat down in the chair that occupied the corner of the room. Glad to have you back among the living. Tyler would never admit it but he was stoked to see her as well. Are we actually alive? Who knows? She took the cigarette out of her mouth and looked out the window of the room. No clue where we are. It really doesn't matter. We can't leave this place. We can't die unless our body goes up in flames after. We can't even live here in peace with the soldiers coming from that flying eyesore. Tyler looked out the window. There, looming in the distant sky was the Black Castle. Why are they attacking you? Don't know. Been happening ever since I got here. How long have you been here anyway? She tilted her head to the side, draping her long red hair down the length of her body. Hmm. Well, it has to have been at least 50 years now. Tyler's eyes grew wider. She hadn't even been gone that long. Where were they? Their conversation was interrupted by an explosion coming from the distance. The room shook violently knocking all matter of contents on the floor. Stacy sprang to her feet, producing her gun out of thin air. The soldiers are back. This is the fifth time this month. They're getting more aggressive. Her eyes trailed over to her old friend. Stay here. We can take care of them. She opened the window and hopped down to the streets below before Tyler could form a thought to object. For a moment, he did just as she said. He sat in his bed and waited for the explosions to stop. He was in what appeared to be a recovery room of a hospital. There was a metal box on the wall with a large red cross on it. His bed had an attachment for IV bags. The only thing out of place, for a hospital room at least, was the combat knife in the glass case near the metal box. After a while, he figured that seeing what all the commotion was about wasn't the worst idea in the world. 
He walked over to the closet in the room and found a fresh pair of clothes waiting for him. Throwing them on, he made his way out into the hall. He completely ignored the gas can in the corner of the closet. Other patients pushed their way past him as they tried to seek refuge. The sound of alarm bells seemed to be coming from everywhere all at once. In the distance, he could see the sheriff loading up his shotgun. He looked up at Tyler and smiled. Well, I'll be. I can't believe you're alive. The older man laid a heavy hand on his shoulder. I could have sworn we lost you. You look good for a dead man. Tyler looked the man in the eyes. A smile started to form on his face before he pushed it back down. Yeah, looks like I'm alright. Well, ain't that great, because we're going to need your help. Looks like those military boys have the place surrounded. They haven't come inside yet, but we have a place full of civilians. From the back of the building, an explosion rang out. The sheriff's eyes grew wide as he, by reflex, placed himself between the army and the civilians. He pumped his shotgun, pointing at the door. Everybody, head to the South Hall. Out of the smoke came several armed soldiers, their pikes adorned with flames. Almost instinctively, Tyler ducked as the sheriff pulled the trigger. The hallway was filled with the burning luminescent white light. He opened his eyes as the last enemy hit the ground. Their bodies shredded as smoke lightly filled the air. Careful, kid. There's more of them. You need to grab something to defend yourself with. The sheriff grabbed the hand of a nearby little girl and led her away from the carnage. Taking his advice, Tyler scanned the area until he found a shield that wasn't warped by the shotgun blast. Picking it up, he used it to smash the glass in one of the rooms and grab a combat knife. This wasn't the best equipment in the world, but it would have to do. Making his way outside, he caught a glimpse of the party that saved him from the brute. They were working in perfect unison, effortlessly dispatching the invaders that threatened the compact town they called a base. Leading the charge was Stacy, beautiful and brave. She ran across the rooftops, firing off round after round from her pistols. The building underneath her crumbled to pieces after an unseen object crashed into it, causing her to redirect to the streets below. After another jump, she was no longer in view. The smile that Tyler was suppressing was in full effect as he watched her. He had never seen her in her element like this. Wherever they were, she was in control. He ran up the street to try to catch up to her. It was difficult to run with a shield, but all those years of track in high school seemed to be paying off. He didn't know how to explain it, but he felt great as he cleared mile for mile. Even when he had to run from the brute in the old orphanage, he had not moved this well. After making his way down several blocks, he cut a corner and ran dead into the heart of the action. Standing among the debris was a woman in a long, flowing evening dress. She was searching around the carnage. Are you okay, ma'am? Tyler adjusted the grip on the knife while scanning the space around him. Are you looking for someone? The woman turned around and walked towards him. I was looking for the redhead. But you can be my plaything. What? The woman broke out into a full sprint towards him. He had just enough time to raise his shield in order to block the fist that was meant for his face. Even with his defenses up, the blow sent him flying through the front of a nearby building. A laugh erupted from the woman. 
Now then, don't tell me I've broken you already. I was told that York was supposed to have the finest warriors in this land. The shield dented inward as it took the brunt of the force, but Tyler was sure that he broke a couple of ribs in the process. Who would have thought that the only thing more dangerous than a hulking man in plate armor would be a slender brunette in a party dress? The front of the shop he crashed into started to crumble from the structural damage. Behind the counter, several pedestrians cowered in fear. He would like to think that she wouldn't harm them, but he knew better. Stumbling to his feet, he discarded what remained of his shield. He had to get her away from here, and it looked like the combat knife was all he had to work with. Come on now, the woman dusted the dirt off her dress. I don't have all day. Her taunts were met with a sharp object flying very poorly at her face. She leaned to the side and let the combat knife sail harmlessly by her. In the corner of her eye, Tyler's distinct form shuffled up the street. Seriously? Tyler didn't know where he was going, but he wasn't going to look behind him. That was the first mistake you could make in a situation like this. Actually, the first mistake was letting your guard down around a beautiful, unassuming woman, but he digressed. You're really good at running away. Her voice was far and held an undertone of amusement like she took pity on him. I guess we all have to be good at something. He wanted to keep running, but his pride would not allow it. Here he was, being belittled in the middle of his heroic act. Spinning on his heels, he turned to face his opponent. He didn't have anything to defend himself with, but he wasn't going to let something as small as proper protection stop him. Above him, he could hear the sound of a struggle on the rooftops. He wanted to check in on Stacy, but taking his eyes off this woman didn't seem like the wisest idea. Here, she produced the knife that he threw at her and tossed it at his feet. You might need this. The knife rattled as it settled on the cold concrete. Tyler took his time kneeling down to pick it up. As he pointed it towards her, she smiled. <laughs> now, now, we can't dance if you're so far away. The smile faded from her face as she ran towards him. Ducking under his knife swing, she grabbed him by the leg and tossed him in the air. He came down hard, smashing his leg on the ground. She extended her hand outwards towards him. Need a hand? Tyler gripped the blade harder and forced himself to his feet, wincing the whole time. He took one step backward before she was on him again. This time, she grabbed him by his free arm and swung him into a nearby wall. He felt something break within him when he made contact. His back slid down the hard surface as it grew limp. She advanced on him, dressed shimmering in the moonlight. The woman bent down until she was eye level with him. Being this close, he noticed that her eyes were calm. No anger, sadness, or happiness. Just pure resolve. Even her smile seemed calculated. Seems like this is the end of the road, cutie. She wrapped her delicate hand around his throat and began picking him up, slowly applying pressure the entire way. He probably should have kept running but that would have been him running from the problem, 
No cowardice would be allowed today. Like with the brute, this was him facing it head on. And if this is how he goes, at least he did it on his own terms. Then, the woman's arm caught a bullet. Clarissa, it's not nice to pick on lovable idiots. Stacy fired another shot that struck the woman's shoulder, and a third that landed on her side. Clarissa let out a painful gasp and toppled over in the alleyway beside him. Tyler landed on his knees. The redhead walked up to her down body and unloaded her guns. Once the guns started to click, she turned her attention to him. Look at you, Slick. Not looking too shabby. Tyler knew better than to try to stand back up. Clarissa had done a wonder on his leg. (sighs) I've been worse. He shifted his back on the wall. We're going to have to get you some medical attention. I think I have a friend in the area. He watched as she called over the walkie to some people nearby. Her voice sounded so calm, yet authoritative. Her being in charge was nothing new. It reminded him of when they were dating. She always knew exactly what she wanted to be, and he happily went along. Next to him, the woman's body began to twitch. There you are, Red. Clarissa shot up and caught Stacy by the arm. You almost had me there, but you should probably make sure your opponent's dead next time. With her free hand, she slammed a metal collar around Stacy's throat. It clicked into place with a vicious snap and caused Stacy to cry out in pain. This will make you a little bit more cooperative. Stacy! Tyler fought to gain an ounce of momentum, but it was no use. Pipe down, cutie. I didn't forget about you. Clarissa produced a Molotov cocktail and tossed it at him. The glass shattered with beautiful symmetry as the flames engulfed Tyler's legs. This was it. His adventure was over. He had just found Stacy, and he was going to lose her again. No. No. He couldn't go out. Not like this. He reached into his pocket and pulled out the black envelope. And then he opened it. Time seemed to freeze in place as the man from the office appeared in front of Tyler. Looks like you've got yourself quite the dilemma. A second later and that will be game over for you. I accept your stupid quest. What was that? I accept the quest. I don't care anymore. Just give me something to fight back with. The man smiled while snapping his fingers. This is going to be fun. The flames dissipated as Tyler stood up. Ever since he came to this land, he felt weighed down by something. Now, he finally felt free. Let go of her. Excuse me? Clarissa turned around and took in the sight of a miraculously healed Tyler. Hmm. Maybe there's more to you than I thought. Let her go. As you wish. Stacy's body dropped to the ground. One last dance. The woman smiled before darting towards him. Tyler yanked her arm as soon as she was within range. Black light erupted from his palms, leaving searing hand marks on her. She backed away and assessed the damage done to her. What are you doing? Me? He lifted his hand and held it towards her. I'm having my hero moment. Dense smoke swirled out of his palm and engulfed the area around Clarissa. As it dissipated, it revealed her now lifeless, emaciated body. 
Her dress was draped across what was essentially skin and bone. She dropped to the cobblestone below. Tyler took pity on the woman before turning his attention to Stacy. He grabbed hold of the collar on her blood-soaked neck and ripped it off of her. The woman took a moment to catch her breath, but before long, she smiled. Are you okay? Better with you here. More explosions could be heard throughout the area. Stacy reloaded her guns and looked towards her long-lost companion. Did you make a deal with Arnold? Is that the guy in the cheesy office? Yes. Well, she looked at the strange corpse on the ground. You solve one problem and three new ones pop up. Tyler knew she was stressed, but she was smiling. The same smile that always filled him with joy. This was the option I had, so I took it. Aw, look who's finally making big boy decisions. She cracked her wrist with a flourish. The streets furthest from them lit on fire. She was bad, but they're worse. Are you ready for this? Tyler looked down at his hands. In his left palm, the black envelope reappeared, now looking more obsidian. This time, it was addressed to the king in silver letters. He put the envelope in his pocket and returned her gaze. Stacy allowed her hands to touch the bruise on her neck. I can't believe you died twice. You kind of suck at this. Oh, shut up. A smile appeared on his face. It didn't matter if this was his purpose in life or not. Finally, he was having fun. Just make sure you burn the bodies next time, chicken shit. Hi, my name is Bronson Joseph, and you just listened to episode 3 of the Waffle Timeline, entitled Burn the Bodies Part 2. If you enjoyed the story, check us out on patreon.com slash thewaffletimeline for more content just like this. We have many more stories coming down the pipeline, and we can't wait to share them with you. And as always, thank you.